What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. We got a huge show for y'all today. So let me just let y'all know what's coming on the docket. Top five quarterbacks. We're about to rank them. Patrick Mahomes, but also is Jalen Hurts going to make the cut? Well, speaking of quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. We got to talk about him as well. Lamar Jackson, should he be traded or... Should they give him Deshaun Watson money? And speaking of getting traded, the Bears, they have the number one overall pick in the draft. So what should they do with their third-year quarterback who has underperformed thus far? A great show coming up, but you can't have a great show without a great cast. On the far left, that is Dave Hellman, NFL insider. Dave, I like how comfortable you're getting, man. Hey. You know, you're getting more comfortable with your intros. Reps, baby. Reps. Waving at kids and babies and whatnot. <laughs> I love it all. I love it all. I love it all. This is the brilliant Joy Taylor, who, as always, needs no introduction. This is Will Blackman sitting in for LaShawn McCoy, 12-year NFL vet, including Super Bowl champion. Will, once and for all, I did not steal your haircut. Just by the way. You were inspired. You were inspired by my haircut. I was, you I'm, said you you said that you Googled European pitches and I got the haircut when I was in London. I just say I inspired you. We're good friends. Well, it's I've, all good. I've had this haircut before I knew you. No, you, you had just, a mohawk. You didn't have the part. Okay. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay, let's transition to the football field. Aaron Rodgers, his future is making headlines. He even called out members of the media earlier this week to squash what he called, quote, fake news. Now, the Jets have been mentioned as a possible trade destination, but former Giants star Tiki Barber does not think the Big Apple is a good idea. Here's why. Take a listen. If he is that sensitive that he gets upset that people, reporters, opinion makers, uh, influencers, whoever, want to talk about him, he is going to struggle in New York. And I don't know if it's the right fit for him. I don't know if I want him in New York. Aaron Rodgers would struggle in New York because of the media. I could not be more excited for this show than I am. Joy Taylor, would the media make Aaron Rodgers a bad fit in New York? I don't know if it's a – I'll go as far as a bad fit, but I do think he would struggle with it. I mean, he he hears everything that's going on now, and he's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. No diss to Green Bay, Wisconsin, but other than electricity, what do they have in common with New York City? Running water. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's just not the same place. Green Bay, I got y'all. Green Bay, I got y'all. Yeah, what do you mean? Is it, they're, they're two, they might as well be on two different planets. New York City is, is different than any place in the world, let alone Green Bay. It's not the same thing. The media is not the same. The city's not the same. The fans are not the same. The expectations are not the same. The distractions are not the same. There's one show in town. There's like... Broadway in New York. It's just a different world. And we've seen it tear up players before. Aaron Rodgers plays like he wants to be out front. He plays like he wants to be front-facing. But then as soon as people respond like they do to front-facing individuals, he wants to be mad about it and react in a negative way. If you want to be the shy mystery man... I respect that. Just because you are a public figure doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be public. Right. We see guys all the time who live very public lives but are very private. I'm cool with that. But if you're going to go on a show every single week and then complain when people have something to say about you, what do you think is going to happen in New York? It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> now, Will, you said you got Green Bay. What do you make not only of what Joy had to say, but also Aaron Rodgers in New York? Would it be a bad fit because of the media? Yeah, well, one, I got Green Bay because there's, there's more than one running water that they have in common. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Yes, I'm just trying to. Anyhow, <laughs> I think he would be totally fine in New York just because I feel like his, his mindset attitude is very East Coast. He's dry. He's witty. 
and, you know, a sense of humor that bothers people. And I feel like with this, it's just he was just simply saying, like, if it didn't come from me, then it's not true. And that's pretty much all I got from it. I wouldn't say that he's he's super sensitive and that he couldn't handle it. He would handle it just for just fine. I think if he went to a New York team or the Jets, rather, that it would actually elevate him, you know, as a player in his career. So I'm just I'm not I'm break not this, for the break this down for me, Will, because unlike viewers at home or anybody at the desk, you spent four years in Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken. And then after four years in Green Bay, you spent two years in New York. So you literally did what Aaron Rodgers might have to do. You playing for the Giants. Aaron I did, Rodgers, what, I did what Brett did. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, obviously, <laughs> potentially playing for the Jets. What is the difference? Is there obviously you weren't a quarterback? I get all that. Yeah, You're not Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. But what's the media? No, to, to Joy's point. Yes, everything is under a microscope. When you're in New York, but I will say this because you are the only show in town in Green Bay, everything is under a microscope that I could walk into a restaurant in Green Bay and every every uh, waitress would have a roster or waiter and they would know like, okay, this is so and so they had each other everyone's picture. I saw one time I checked in for my reservation. So everyone knows what's going on. I got stopped for, you know, a a ticket and the guy's like, hey, you know, Mr. Blackman, like you need to slow down because you got a game this weekend. Like, they knew everything about us. In New York, everything Did is under. Did he give you the ticket? I plead fifth. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, everything is under a microscope. But in terms of, right, when things aren't going well, it is even more magnified in New York. But fortunately, when I was there, we were winning. And there was no issue. That's all that matters. Now, Dave, you are the resident journalist, resident reporter, resident insider. You literally spent 10 years writing these articles, being a part of the media scrum, being the person holding the microphone, holding the tape recorder. You know what it's like to be on the opposite side. Well, I might know what it's like to be the athlete. Yeah. You know what it's like to be the reporter. I'm the guy holding that microphone. You're holding the mic. Hey. What do you think? (laughs) What do you think? So break it down for me from that perspective. Aaron Rodgers to New York, to that major market, do you think it would be a bad fit? I think we got to kind of let go of this myth of major and minor markets in the year 2023. I mean, there there is a difference. I'm serious, Joy. There is. I mean, of course, there's a difference between Green Bay, Wisconsin, and New York City. Everybody knows that. But when you're talking about being a quarterback in the NFL – scrutiny comes with it in this day and age. Like Aaron Rodgers has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for what, 15 years at this point? He's used to having microphones and cameras in his face all the time. And specifically, we can get hyper-specific and talk about since 2020, really since he started making regular TV appearances, this guy has been one of the flashpoints in the NFL. Like every time Aaron Rodgers says something, we're talking about it. We he owes are a Jeopardy. Every, he owes yeah. a Jeopardy. Like, Aaron, like, you know, yes, Green Bay is not New York, but when you're the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, there's a certain level of being comfortable with this that just goes with the territory. There are smaller markets, but, but quarterbacks move this stuff. I think a great example, honestly, Tampa is a kind of a sleepy market compared to some others. But when Tom Brady shows up, guess what comes with him? The circus. The networks are there every week because you're playing on national TV. You're doing the production meetings. You've got maybe 18 cameras lining the back of the press conference room instead of three. This stuff goes with the territory. And honestly, I thought about this just now, too, is in a weird way, there's a little bit of anonymity that comes with a big market, too, because a lot like L.A., people don't care that you're famous here. Again, every restaurant and hotel in Green Bay has a roster of players and, and everybody like, ooh, that guy's 6'5". He's probably a Packer. You know, like that's the type of stuff that happens in small markets. In New York City, it's like, oh, 
Aaron Rodgers is, is at MSG tonight. It's just cool. So is Spike Lee. So is Lil Wayne. <laughs> like, whatever, you know? So I don't think this is a big deal for most people. I definitely don't think it's a big deal. Well, not most people, most pro athletes. Let me rephrase that. I think that. the small market, big market thing is, is a, a factor. And I would say if Zach Wilson was going through all this stuff in Jacksonville, it would not be as heightened. as. Okay, I, I agree with that. And I think, it, but you got to take, you got to consider that as well. And I was going to bring up college too. Even college players in this day and age, if you're coming from a major program in Alabama or a Georgia or a Notre Dame all of your games are on national TV. You're way more used to publicity, even as a college player, than you were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Zach Wilson is an interesting example because he came from BYU. I don't think that's quite the same thing. But again, Aaron Rodgers isn't a 21-year-old kid who's doing this for the first time. He's been one of the faces of the league for a decade at this point. But we're not talking about national media attention. I mean, we're aware that Packers games are televised. They're on Fox. We're talking about the day-to-day in the city attention. That is different. You cover the Cowboys. I do. You don't feel like the Cowboys are covered differently than oh, they are. Like the Bills? You don't feel like that's the, they get yeah. different kinds of attention within the city, that the animosity when things are going bad isn't worse for a team like the Cowboys or a team like the Jets or Giants than it is for the Packers or the Bills? Speaking of Zach Wilson, Zach came in as a, a, a draft pick. He had expectations sure. for sure, but he was a young player. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This, this is not happening. <laughs> this is not happening. The Green Bay, Green Bay Gazette's not doing this that? Is yeah, not, that's Bay not Gazette. how uh, Cheesehead <laughs> Tribune is going down. Like, it's going to be a little bit more intense than that. And when you're pushing back on that, it doesn't get any better. It gets worse. There's not going to be anybody issuing apologies for what they said about you or what they react to. So if you go there and win... You're golden. It'll be fine. I okay. Guess, I guess for me, for me, it all comes down to, like, what does it actually matter and how and will it impact his play? I, I do think, right, the scrutiny within New York, like Joy is saying, it's going to be much more severe than the scrutiny within Green Bay in large part because, as you know, you work up relationship with beat writers. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but you may have been more gracious in writing articles about certain players yeah, that that's you had built up relationships The nature with. of the business, for sure. The nature yeah. of the business. If Aaron Rodgers is now going to a new market and a new city and a new team where he does not have 17, 18-year-old relationships, they may not be as kind because at the end of the day, they want their stories to be on the front page. What I do find fascinating is in 2023, because you can be so national, even if you're in a small city, Aaron Rodgers might already be used to a large degree of this, but he might be more perturbed more frequently, if that's kind of what you're alluding to, Joyce. He's arguing with, with national reporters now. He's just saying, like, if it didn't come from me, it's not, it's not, not the truth. That, but that, that's, we've seen so many examples of that not being yeah, accurate. Yeah, he'll be fine. Like, everything, I, all of us can say that. Like, oh, a story, he, if it didn't come from right. my mouth, isn't true. But if you were sitting right next to me when this happened and you tell the story, it might be your version of it, but most of that story is still going to be true. I just can't help but think about, like, wasn't it 2020 when Aaron Rodgers, like, pulled his foot out on camera and was talking, like... I tried to block that from... Rodgers has, Rodgers <laughs> has been... I'm sorry, I brought it back up. I brought it back up. Rodgers has mind. been beefing with the media for at least, like, three years And he probably point. enjoys it. I think he does to I some think he, he has tons of fun. That's why he does the show every Tuesday, because right. he enjoys that. I agree And in terms you. of, like, the privacy, like, he has a very public life. He dated, you know, celebrities and... He's all at these golf tournaments. He's, like I said, host of Jeopardy. He, he would be 
100, he would be 100% fine in New York. I have no issues. So media won't affect no, him at all? No. Not because the media is not different, but because he's Aaron Rodgers. They're going to try to, but it won't affect him. But they're going to try to. I'm sure he'll get irritated and be annoyed, but he'll have fun with it. That's his personality. That's why people, he rubs people the wrong way, because his personality is he's very dry and witty. Just play well, Aaron. Just play well. If yeah, you, just oh, win. Yeah, that, would go, awesome. that would go yeah. a long Don't way. Don't play like you did last year. Yeah. That would not be good. Well, <laughs> if he we played like he did last year, Jess would be just fine. As we transition to break, um, we have some sad news in the sports world and for the Fox family. Tim McCarver passed away at the age of 81. The Hall of Fame broadcaster was a two-time All-Star as a catcher and won two World Series titles. He moved to the broadcast booth and would go on to call 18 World Series here at Fox Sports. We'll all remember the legendary career of Tim McCarver. Welcome back to Speak. Now, everybody loves ranking a list. And Patrick Mahomes is coming off his second Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. So it got us thinking, where in the world would we rank our quarterbacks going into next season? The season has concluded, and Pat Mahomes stands atop the list. But how about the rest of the quarterbacks in the top five going into next season? Well, as you all know, number one, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes if I'm ranking QBs going into next season. But after Patrick Mahomes, it's very simple for me. Joe Burrow, he too has gone to a Super Bowl, and he's played at a consistently high level for the last two years. Number three is the person who just came off a Super Bowl, and we've seen him play at a high level not as long as Joe Burrow, but a high level nonetheless. The second team All-Pro in Jalen Hurts. Number four, Josh Allen. You cannot deny his talent. His talent is up there with anybody in the National Football League, but now he has to find a way to make his talent add up. At number five, lastly, rounding out my list, how about Lamar Jackson when he is on the field? You could argue there is no player as dynamic as him. You got Patrick Mahomes. I got Joe Burrow. I got just I got Jalen Hurts. I got Josh Allen. I got Lamar Jackson. And my first out, my first alternate, Deshaun Watson. I truly believe that the Cleveland Browns roster, the running backs, along with Amari Cooper, and if Deshaun Watson actually has a year with the organization, he will be back to playoff and playoff winning form. That is my top five list. As I come to the desk, Dave, you're raising an eyebrow, but you're not actually that upset. Upset <laughs> might not be the right word. I'm kind of floored by, by the first one out, honestly. I'm pretty shocked. But my top five, is you're content with my top five. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to talk trash on Lamar Jackson, but he's missed a lot of time over the last two seasons. I don't mind that one, but Sean Watson, man. Like, he's, he's barely played the last two years, and when he did come back, he looked Bad. Like if you criticize it's, my six, I'll take that. It's as been a as... long time since Deshaun Watson played good football. Let me see your list then, Dave Hellman. Where are you at? All right, we don't need to spend too much. Well, we can. I mean, first two, fine. We're going to do Pat. We're going to do Joe. I got Josh Allen. Then I got Justin Herbert. And, yes, Aaron Rodgers. Look, here's – this is the conversation we've been having all week. Recency bias. Jalen Hurts. Here's can we can we have an honest conversation about this? I will. I'd love to. It's not crazy or disrespectful to have Jalen Hurts ranked sixth in the league, considering where he was when this season started. Like when this season started, I personally wasn't sure if he would be the Eagles' quarterback of the future. That he was, I, he was considered the weak link of this team. That's not like wild to say like that was a pretty common consensus and he played great he was a second team all pro got into the super bowl lost to patrick mahomes you know what that sounds a lot like to me it sounds like josh allen josh allen's got one second team all pro no of course he's never made it to a super bowl but guess what by virtue of playing in the afc he's got to play patrick mahomes sooner than jalen hurts does doesn't it sound more like joe burrow 
Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts are actually the quarterbacks came into the league in the same I year. I disagree because went jo- to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow has done, has now played at an MVP-ish level for two straight years. That's all. That's all I'm saying with Jalen Hurts. This was a wonderful start. To be sixth in the league after your third season and your first good season is not strange. Joe Burrow's done it twice. Josh Allen's been on uh, been in uh, okay, the handful of best quarterbacks for three this. years. How now. can you look at the 18 game sample size that Jalen Hurts gave you last year, including a Super Bowl appearance? Look at the 17 game sample size that Aaron Rodgers gave you last year, including missing the playoffs to the Detroit Lions last game of the season. How can you look at both of those seasons and reasonably conclude that Aaron Rodgers? you would rather have him next year than Jalen Hurts. I just look at it, 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 there's more to it than one season. Like, again, I think recency bias is such a big deal. Obviously, Jalen Hurts had a much better season than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs than the seasons before that. Again, we did this yesterday, and you agree with me, by the way. We can't just assume Aaron Rodgers is bad now. Of course not. And In fact... He had a pretty good season. It just wasn't on Aaron Rodgers' level. Before we move, I'm not assuming Aaron Rodgers, Will Blackman's former teammate, is I love bad. how Herbert hasn't even come into this conversation yet. <laughs> just saying. But is Aaron Rodgers' second team all pro good? Because that's what Jalen Hurts was yeah. and is. He's MVP good. He did it two years in a row. Like, yeah. we can't just forget that that happened because this year was a step back. And, and this is the infuriating thing about ranking quarterbacks, and it's why I don't like to do it you got to give Jalen Hurts credit for what he did. It's also okay to acknowledge that he had two top ten receivers, the best offensive line in the game, and the best pass rush in the game. Aaron Rodgers didn't have that stuff. A lot of quarterbacks don't have that stuff. And that's just – that's why I want to see more. That's what – I knew Joy was going to be mad at me. <laughs> no. It's not a slight on Jalen Hurts to say that he's sixth. I don't know if I would have had him in the top 20 before the season started. There, no further questions, Your Honor. Um, Joy Taylor, where is your top five? (laughs) Mine is the same as yours through four. So Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen. At five, I have Justin Herbert, and my first out is Lamar Jackson, only because of the injuries that he's dealt with at the end of the season. I would not have Aaron Rodgers near that. Patrick Mahomes happened to lose Tyreek Hill, and he is still at the top of that list. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying that they're good. Then there's a very big gap between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes at this point. We can admit that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah of course. Of there's course. a gap between Patrick Mahomes and everybody, in Myra my Vitale opinion. wrote a very interesting article on FoxSports.com. You should go check out. She's Comparing. smart. She she's is. A, she's very, she's smart. very smart. That's, what, that's where I got this today, so I'm going to give her credit. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, won a league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and a Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers did not make the playoffs and lost – to the Detroit Lions in his opportunity to do so. He did do mm. that. Well, Black, so that's that. why he's not in my top that, six. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, my, my list. My list is interesting, guys. Okay. So, obviously, number one, number two, right? We all agree. Okay. Uh, but number, number three, I put Jalen Hurts at number three. Okay. Um, with that. Maybe, perhaps, I'm in the moment. But I just love everything that he epitomizes when it comes to a franchise quarterback. And I like him at number three and just coming off Super Bowl. I like Justin Herbert at four. Aaron Rodgers at five. I'm, puni- I'm punishing Josh Allen. Questions. I'm punishing Josh Allen right now. Good buddy of mine. But when he, when he, uh, when he talked about his elbow in the, in the uh, post-game, post, uh, post um, that kind of. You, you're not buying it? You're not buying it? I buy it. Hurt? I buy it. But he looked good playing football. Here's what I'm wondering, though. How in the world can you have Justin Herbert over Josh Allen? 
Like, Josh Allen has been a second-team MVP. He's been an All-Pro. He's been to the playoffs. Yeah. He's won playoff games. He's this is my it. first out. Let me – can I work my list? Work it. Yeah. You work. Know, and my, <laughs> this is my first list. My first, my first out is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he, he showed me a ton this year. You got Trevi over, over Josh? Josh Allen? I got Trevi. Listen, listen. My, my list is this is my list, okay? okay. And let me in it. It's interchangeable. <laughs> well, the thing about Will is this is my list. Okay, this is interchangeable. <laughs> it's not okay. interchangeable. Yes, it is. Work, yes, it Will. is. Yes, they, yes, that's how it is. This is what I like right now. Okay, <laughs> right now. My number two. This is what I like right now. I can't, I, 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 I can't make sense of this, Dave Hellman. You seem to be more um, convicted than Will. And I'm you. not convicted. You're not convicted, but I'm convicted. Can I see Dave Hellman's list one more time? Yeah, please? throw it, throw we, it up we, there. We let you slide. Throw it up, Dave throw it Hellman's up. List one more time, please. Dave, there was a very peculiar name that I let you slide on because okay. you also have Herbert ahead of Jalen Hurts. I truly can't make sense of it. You're one of the more rational, reasonable people I've worked with in my life. Elaborate on this, please. Look, I just, for better or for worse, there's just there's different ways to view these things. I do not place winning on the same level that you enjoy do. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think quarterback or wins are a quarterback stat, at least not purely. I just don't. Justin Herbert, and again, sample size is important. Justin Herbert has been awesome since he got in the league. The offensive rookie of the year, the Chargers record has gotten better every year that he's been there. The big thing was... Applies to Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. No, uh, but the numbers, the numbers are, are drastically different. Let's be real. I mean, I, like, you don't need me to go over all but of the stuff we've gone over. Your, where's your list again? Can they like, put your list up here, for we'll us? We'll get back to mine. He's third in the NFL in passing yards. He's here's, fifth in total touchdowns. Most touchdowns and most yards when? through three years in history. 94 touchdowns to 35 interceptions. When it's almost three to one. When does have to win a playoff game? for you to stop caring so much about the stats and care about the winning? Because you do care about winning a little. I do care about winning. Um, okay, but again, he's he's clearly below three guys that have won in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts won in the playoffs. Went to a Super Bowl. It, I... I, I, I grade on a two-year scale. Defense. I don't know what you want me to say. I, I, for two years, he hasn't won a playoff game. And Hurts went to the playoffs two years in a row. Okay, got him in a corner. Okay, you, you absolutely know 2021 Jalen Hurts was not the guy we saw this year. No, 16 touchdowns, all. All right, nine fine. interceptions. I'll put Josh Allen at four. <laughs> Will's fine. been doing his own math fine. over there. Will's been over here doing Josh his own Allen math. Don't let us, four. Don't let us Josh Allen changing four. it. What do you mean? I respect your opinions. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Josh Allen at four. I didn't mean cut you off. I'm just thinking out loud. What's your updated list? Out loud, please, sir. Okay. Mahomes won Burrow. Jalen. Jalen, Josh, Aaron. Done. And Herbert's moved to <laughs> Herbert moved back to six. Herbert moved back to that, six. That makes sense to me. See, we grade these things differently. Winning is important. I say this all the time. The way that I evaluate like how I feel about quarterbacks is if you're drafting playground style and you're just you don't know anything about the rest of your team, you're starting with the quarterback and that's all you know. That's the order I would do it in. Right now, based on quarterback play, I would draft Justin Herbert over Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts can't continue to ascend. I think it's pretty damn good. Like I said, the guy you are the, You are the problem with GMs today. Why? They're drafting just only on ability, not what they can do with the intangibles. Mentally. I mean, Jalen Hurts you is You follow with the big arm. It's more than that. I just, I can't believe we live in a world where saying the guy is sixth best in the league is like seen as a slight, considering he wasn't on anybody's radar before the season started. But you got to update the resume. He's sixth. <laughs> That's really good. Coming up.
up. Lamar Jackson is the face of the Ravens, but where will he be next season? Many people think that the Ravens should trade him as opposed to paying him that Deshaun Watson type of money. But what would you, yes, you at home do? That's next on Speak. We got to discuss. Got him ranked over Lamar. Lamar won an MVP. Well, let's get to our huge story in sports. Lamar Jackson, superstar player, but there is drama in Baltimore, and it's been brewing for a while now. His contract is in theory up, though they could franchise tag him. However, the Ravens recently hired a new offensive coordinator. The report says that none of the coordinator candidates were given assurances that Lamar Jackson will be their quarterback in 2023. Welcome us back on camera. I was thinking about this, Dave, and it's very fascinating. So many people want to have a Lamar Jackson conversation that I believe is unrealistic. I think the more realistic Lamar Jackson conversation is this. Would you rather give Lamar Jackson Deshaun Watson money? Because clearly that's what he wants, Deshaun Watson money. Otherwise, he probably or likely would have gotten a deal done before the season. So option A, give Lamar Jackson Deshaun Watson money. Option B, Trade Lamar Jackson. Now, you at home might be saying, well, Acho Lamar could play under the franchise tag. I would caution you that that is likely not realistic because if you're Lamar Jackson, you wouldn't want to play under a tag given the fact you've been hurt the last two years for six games each. And if you're the Ravens, you wouldn't want to tag Lamar Jackson because he's been hurt the last two years for six games each. And that tag is $45 million, of which the salary cap would incur that debt immediately. So really, as I look at it, two options, Dave Hellman. Either he gets Deshaun Watson money or you trade him. With those two options at play, what would, what should the Ravens do? And would it be crazy for the Ravens to trade Lamar Jackson? There's a lot of nuance to this conversation, as there always is with quarterbacks and quarterback contracts. But if those are the options you're putting in front of me, I'd probably trade him. Honestly, like if, if the choices are 230 plus million fully guaranteed for a guy that now you can say has shown a trend of being unavailable last two years, what you say, six games a year, six games a year. 12 games. That's that is a sizable chunk of the last two seasons. And obviously the, this most recent injury no shade toward Lamar at all for not playing with the PCL. We talked about it all season. I don't blame him, but Lamar Jackson's injury drastically affected the Ravens' playoff push and how viable they were for the postseason. If those are the choices, think about, I mean, think about the deals that we've seen recently. Deshaun Watson, whose resume is nowhere near as good as Lamar's, netted the Texans three first-round picks and two-fourths. I, I looked at this just for fun because you know how I love the NFL draft. I mean, and this is, this is purely hypothetical, but, like, what if I told you you could have Houston's second overall pick and 12th overall pick this year in addition to some future assets? Maybe you get a first-round pick to play around with later. The Texans have, have assets because of the Deshaun Watson trade. I'm just saying, if I were the Ravens and I was facing paying $250 million fully guaranteed or having a boatload of picks in this year's draft as well as future drafts to start over with, and we already know they've got a fantastic defense in place, I think you know, you'd have a shot to draft a quarterback with one of those picks. It's awfully intriguing. Awfully intriguing. George Taylor, where do you stand? Is it intriguing? Is it crazy for the Ravens to consider trading Lamar? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a nonsense sandwich. <laughs> Would you rather be the Houston Texans right now, or you'd rather be the Cleveland Browns? Ooh, ooh. I, I think I'd rather be the Texans, to be honest with you. Who's closer to winning a championship right now, the Cleveland I'm, Browns or the Houston Texans? The I mean, Browns. The, answer, the, the, answer the Browns. The Browns. The Browns. The answer is the Cleveland Browns. Okay. If I was like, here's a nonsense sandwich, Dave, would you ask me, can I get it toasted, or would you say no thank you? I'd say no thank you. Yeah, because it's a nonsense sandwich. They should have paid Lamar Jackson earlier. They kept playing this game and pushing it down, and as we know, the longer you wait to pay your quarterback, the more expensive it gets. 
Then here come the Browns with this desperate, ridiculous contract that blows up the market. That's, that's also the Ravens' fault. You're relying on other people, particularly the Cleveland Browns, who never do anything right. And what do they do? Crash the market. Now, I look at things like this. Are you building for the future or are you trying to win championships? Are you trying to stay consistent or are you trying to win championships? Because we see organizations just, just they gamble like I do at Blackjack. I just put like one little chip down. <laughs> I'll just win that, the one chip. If I win, that's great. I'm going to take that chip back and I'll leave the one that I won right there. And that's, I'm going to play for four hours because I'm never pushing anything. But I'm at the table. Y'all came and went. Y'all came and went, but I'm still here. But that's not fun. Nobody likes to gamble with me. That's a terrible night. That's not fun. You would leave the table. You'd be like, I'm that playing with somebody That doesn't sound else. high limits, y'all. That doesn't sound very high limits. I'll be honest. I'm a high limit. <laughs> right. You don't, you don't want to participate in any of that. So that's what some organizations do. They just play it safe. They just want to be consistent. And there's something to being consistently competitive. But are the Ravens contenders without Lamar Jackson? Are the Texans contenders right now no. without Deshaun Watson? No. Now, in a few years, they might be. But we're still giving them a lot of grace considering how they've done business for a very long time. So if you're asking me if you have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson than without, I believe the answer is yes. And if you have to pay him that money and then do a better job as an organization of drafting and making other moves, which, by the way, you're going to need to do anyway. Because right now... Lamar Jackson might have the weakest skill position group no doubt. in the league, particularly for a quarterback of his caliber. Hey, here's what's interesting, though. I don't think we're giving the Ravens grace. I think they've earned it. I was thinking back historically, the last 20 years, of the teams that have won multiple Super Bowls, only the Ravens have won multiple Super Bowls with quarterbacks that will not sniff the Hall of Fame. You can think about the last 20 years. The Bucs have won multiple Super Bowls. Well, Brady was there. The Patriots have won multiple Super Bowls. Well, Brady was there. The Chiefs have won multiple Super Bowls. Well, Mahomes was there. The Rams, if you count the last 25, year, 25 years, Kurt Warner was there, Matthew Stafford, Fringe. The Steelers, the Giants. Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning will likely get in. But the Ravens, to their credit, have won multiple Super Bowls in the last 20 years with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco. Two right. quarterbacks that will not even sniff the Hall of Fame. So when I think about it, Joy, I'm like, I have to give the Ravens respect for knowing that whether they have Lamar or they do not have Lamar, they have found a way, along with only four other NFL franchises, to figure out how to win multiple Super Bowls based on building whether you have a great quarterback, you don't have a great quarterback. Because regardless of how much we say it on TV, it's hard to win them things, and it's hard to get there clearly. And if the Ravens are one of five other franchises or four other franchises that have done it, then I think they might be doing something right. But, Will, what do you think? Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point because what I was going to get to is they're, they're one of the few teams where – I would say most teams where it's, it's truly about the logo, right? It's about the Ravens. It's not about Lamar. It's not about anything else. And that's what Ozzie Newsom did a great job with. And you mentioned playing with those type of quarterbacks is because they built that roster – to be able to compete like that. And so I, 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 won't, I would not be surprised with any scenario. I wouldn't be shocked if he played under the tag. I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up paying him, and I wouldn't be shocked if they traded him. Like, there's so many variables that can go around. If he does stay, okay, yes, they got rid of Greg Roman. Now they have a coordinator who can possibly, you know, bring some kind of sophisticated passing game for him. But it's going to be huge to get some weapons because he truly needs someone to throw to. Like, that is – if you keep him, that is, like, number one. You must do that. So – I mean, I, I can see all these situations, but I, I really believe that for, for this year, I think he does stay. They don't trade him. He probably does play under the tag, and they probably use this as an experience to see, like, let's give him everything that he can ha have this year 
and put him in a, in a and put him in a position to succeed. Let me ask you, Will, what would you do? You played ball for a long time. In total, I'm sure in excess of 20, yeah. 25 plus years. When I think about the Ravens, whether we like it or not, this is a reality. They're not great at drafting offense. They're really good at drafting defense. Like, whether you like it or not, this is just what it comes down to. When you think about the receivers they've drafted over the course of time, right. they've been good players. They haven't been Hall of Fame caliber players. You think about the defensive players they've drafted and acquired over their history, they've been really good no to Hall of Fame, to all pros, to first ballots, all of the things. So no matter how much the Ravens want to try to help Lamar Jackson, for whatever reason, maybe it's the culture, maybe it's the coaching, maybe it's what they prioritize, they're not good at picking offense. So... How do you think that should impact their decision, and what should they do? I'm sure, but I'm, I'm sure they know that, you know? Just like early in the year, we talked about the Eagles having issues stopping the run, so they went and got two veteran, you know, D-linemen to help. We talked last year about how uh, Cincinnati could not protect Joe Burrow, so they went and got more linemen. Like they, like, they know that. So I feel like them knowing, like, hey, let's find some people outside to give him a chance, I think they're going to address that. I, I just... I can't subscribe to the building a great roster and not having a franchise quarterback thing in today's NFL. I, I just can't do it. How did that work out for the Niners this year? Mm. It got them pretty close. It's pretty close to championship? That's close enough. It's close enough where you're like, hey, we just got to figure out who we need. Just like the Jets trying but to like, figure out who we, we need. But what do we feel like the Niners need? A quarterback. A quarterback. For sure, yeah. Look at the other teams that were at the, at the end of the line this year. Hurts, All-Pro, Mahomes, MVP. Burrow, MVP finalist. Let's look at last year's Super Bowl. Stafford, pretty great quarterback. Right. Part of the reason why they won. Up against two, Joe Burrow. What was the year before that? The idea that you can just build a great roster and not have a franchise quarterback sounds good when it was, what year did they win with Joe Flacco? But only one of those quarterbacks already has the contract. Like, uh, those rosters were, be, were able to be built That's, because of having these, these young quarterbacks. I don't disagree that part, with that, right. but I do disagree with the idea that you can win without one. Because the example I don't, I don't of, think you can. No, you can. No, I don't think you but, can. Right, but, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, are the Ravens trying to win a championship or are they just trying to be really good? I guess it's not so much winning without one, though, Joy, as much as maybe you don't need Lamar Jackson. Because we're not that far removed from the Seahawks winning with Russell Wilson, who was – Good, yeah, we but he are. wasn't. That what year good. was that? I'm saying even that when, was almost ten years ago. Even when the Bucks beat the Chiefs, Brady didn't play well. Like it's like we've we've seen teams win without stellar quarterback. Play. Not throughout the season. Not to get to the Super Bowl. Even if you didn't have stellar play in the Super Bowl, you got to the Super Bowl. Like you're not even getting to the Super Bowl. You're not even winning well, multiple playoffs. Well, step playoff one games. for them was they they moved on from Greg Roman because they just I think they felt very very limited on what they can do offensively, and everyone kind of caught on like okay yes they had this sophisticated run game that people are trying to figure out well they figured it out and also they had a lot of guys that weren't that weren't healthy they had so all their running backs were had injured bad yeah. luck and then Lamar got injured and then there was no one else to throw see, to besides Mark Andrews. I think they needed Will a scapegoat a conversation for another time but to move on from Greg Roman to Todd Munkin an offensive coordinator at Georgia who was formerly at Tampa and by the way Tampa was not good when he was there also who was not promised Lamar is going to be there like who said that. Cor- <laughs> I just it's, To me, a lot of interesting things are going on in Baltimore, but there's nothing more interesting at the quarterback position than what's going on with the Chicago Bears. They hold the rights to Justin Fields, but more importantly, they hold the number one pick in the NFL draft. So should they move on from the man with the number one on his jersey? That's Justin Fields. Next on Speed. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to quickly shine the spotlight on Kenny Washington. 
Kenny Washington should be a household name, but he's not. He is the man that integrated the NFL. There was not a single African-American player signed between the years 1930 and 1946. But when the Cleveland Rams wanted to move to Los Angeles and play their games in the Coliseum, the political leaders of Los Angeles said that building was built with public money. And as such, you must be integrated or we will not allow you to play here. In comes Kenny Washington, a UCLA standout and a member of both the baseball and football teams there. Kenny Washington's early success with the now LA Rams also paved the way for a young baseball executive named Branch Rickey to recognize that Caucasians and African-Americans could peacefully coexist on the field of play in the locker room. Before Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, Branch Rickey seriously considered Kenny Washington for that role. He was that good at baseball. Unfortunately, Kenny died a young man of 52 of heart and lung issues, but his memory should live on forever. For without Kenny Washington, there would never have been a Jim Brown or a Gail Sayers or a Walter Payton. Kenny Washington is an American hero and should be treated as such. The Bears have the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and there's a lot of speculation they'll pick a quarterback, even though number one pick from the 2021 NFL draft, Justin Fields is on another roster. Now, a report says multiple GMs are, quote, fairly convinced Fields will be traded. Close quote. This is my most exciting, exciting topic of the day, in all honesty, because so many people have so many different ideologies of what the Chicago Bears should do with that number one overall pick. Keep in mind, it would be utter chaos if they were to trade Justin Fields because they drafted him in the first round just two years ago, two years ago, and he has shown a ton of promise. Now, the Bears General manager Ryan Poles is a former teammate of you, Will Blackman. I was watching The Herd earlier and heard you say that. I found that fascinating. As a result, I also think you are best suited to answer this question first. Should the Bears trade Justin Fields? If they can, if they can get a quarterback, yes, that's, a, that's the only issue. If you get rid of a quarterback, you need a quarterback. It's almost like, like when, the, uh, when the Colts were, were trading for Matt Ryan, if they, if they went and actually – if Atlanta wasn't going to agree to that, then Atlanta would need a quarterback, and they were able to find Mariota. So they would need a QB, but I don't, I don't think they should unless, like, something is super enticing. I think they should sit right there at one and get the pass rusher that they want and continue to move on. I feel like right now they're in a great position to pretty much field every single phone call and have this whole entire draft hostage. Like, I feel like someone crazy is going to fly up there. Maybe the Colts will fly to one and try to do something nuts where they can go get some draft picks because the, the hard thing here is when you, when you inherit a team, everyone is auditioning. Mm -hmm. That's why it was super impressive to watch Coach uh, Dable with the Giants because when he got there, he doesn't know these guys. And for him to do what he did is outstanding. So everyone is auditioning. And you're what do not you mean by that? Everyone is auditioning. You say that meaning, casually. What's that mean? I, I say everyone's auditioning, meaning you're, you're trying to prove yourself like, hey, when you guys are starting to evaluate for next year, like I am a possible option to be here. I have value to your team. And so right now what Ryan Poles is doing, he's looking through every single thing to see what he can do. When I went to Jacksonville, that was when, um, you know, Gus Bradley first got there. Uh, Dave Caldwell just got there, and they went, hey, he, want, he really wanted Blaine Gabbert. So he went and got his guy Blaine Gabbert. You saw what happened with uh, Arizona when they went and got Colin Murray after uh, getting rid of Josh Rosen. So it's, it's a personal preference. I think they stay there. They get to pass rusher, and then they just, as we talked in the previous segment, they're gonna, he's going to build that roster. Joy, what are you saying? 
I like the idea of them building the roster, but I don't like them staying at one if they're going to keep Justin Fields. They should definitely move out of the number one spot. Trade back. I definitely try to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy to do. There's so many teams that need quarterbacks. Someone will be willing to move up and take a quarterback. They should not stay there at one if they're going to do anything other than take a quarterback. And if they are going to take a quarterback with that number one spot, then you would trade Justin Fields. I wouldn't do that. The Bears need a lot. They need a whole lot. Now, I don't know that Justin Fields has done anything to be to warrant not being discussed for a trade. Like, I don't think he's won the job. He has shown a lot of promise. I like Justin Fields probably more than most. But even in his greatest statistical game against the Dolphins, they lost. Like, he set a record-setting performance, a rushing performance, week nine against the Dolphins, and lost. So even when he is great, they still need more. And we know, you know, the struggles that they've had in the passing game. I just think if they're going to trade him, they need to get a haul to Will's point. If you're going to move, if you're going to move back in the draft and keep him, get as much as you can so that you can build around him. It's going to be very interesting. They are going to hold the, the entire draft hostage, which is right. as they should. Like, that's what you that's what you right. have when you're in this position and you already have a quarterback on your roster. And we've talked all week about the lengthy Lee list, and you said something uh, a little controversial in the meeting, which I'm going to bring here, that there are teams, really most teams in the NFL should field conversations yeah, there's about... There's not a long list. Yeah, about trades for their quarterback or yeah. trades to get a, a quarterback. So they're in a great position. I personally would keep Justin Fields and trade back from the number one spot, get more picks, and bolster the roster. I could do a whole show about this. this like, this is my favorite stuff to talk about. I, and I, I can't go as far as to say they should trade Justin Fields, but I understand the conversation. And you said something. The Bears did draft Justin Fields, but you got to remember, Ryan Poles did not. Right. Ryan Poles didn't do bleep. Ryan right. Poles was in Kansas City when Justin Fields got drafted yep. by the Bears. And that matters because these guys – are in a position where they're like, am I going to go down and lose this job because of a quarterback I didn't draft that's not getting the job done? And I feel like fans struggle to wrap their minds around that concept sometimes. This is just for whatever it's worth. Maybe it's ego, maybe it's peace of mind, but general managers and coaches often want a guy that they evaluated, that they like. They want to ride with that guy more so than what was here from the last regime. My thing is, unless it's a slam dunk like a Trevor Lawrence or a Joe Burrow, how confident do you feel that whatever you would get is better? Because that's what you're doing. If you're trading Justin Fields, it's because you're going to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Right. Will Levis, if that were – that would that would be juicy if Will Levis was the number one overall pick. <laughs> but – so it, what, it sounds easy to say, like, okay, draft Bryce Young, but you could wind up in the exact same situation because Justin Fields has no talent to work with. He hasn't had – and that's what we've been arguing about all year. How much of this is Justin Fields struggling as a passer? How much of it is Justin Fields having – zip in the way of the passing game to work with having nothing of an offensive line this is boring but the bears need to do some work in free agency before we're even worried about this like they need to use that cap space which they have the most of in the league and sign some competent offensive players to surround whatever quarterback it is i don't think they could get a haul but man if somebody like justin fields enough to offer me a second, pick, a second round pick and a third round pick, and I could add that to my draft class and then draft a Bryce Young, yeah. I see the appeal. So I don't think you're crazy for saying why that. I, again, I, this is no indictment on Justin Fields, the player. I think Justin Fields has shown some promise. But more importantly, if I'm Ryan Poles, 
my future is not going to be tied to a player I didn't draft. It's, it's really that simple, and I hope you at home can understand it. If somebody gives you the keys to be the CEO of a new business and you understand you have two to three years to maintain that position and it's only 32 positions like that in the world, then you are going to hire and fire whoever you need to hire and fire to make sure that you, your significant other, your kids, your in-laws, your parents are all taken care of. And Ryan Poles is tethered to a quarterback that he didn't draft. Matt Eberflus is tethered to a quarterback that he didn't draft. If they do believe that Bryce Young, and to me it's only Bryce Young, yeah. I'm not going to trade one Ohio State quarterback for another Ohio State quarterback. I'm just not going to do it, especially when they played under the same offensive-minded uh, head coach in Ryan Day. If it's me, it is Bryce Young or it is bust. So if y'all don't think that Bryce Young is enough, I totally get that. But if we do think that Bryce Young is enough, oh, by that means, then I got to move on from Justin Fields. Aaron Rodgers has been rumored to be traded to the New York Jets, but former Giants star Tiki Barber says that the media might be too much for him to deal with. Dave, you are a part of the media. Is that even plausible in your mind? I've been watching Aaron Rodgers do this for three years. Like Ever since he got a weekly TV spot, it's a weekly moment when he gets on there and says something. I I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers is going to be phased. Yeah, there's more local media in New York, but... Again, like, we do this every time he talks. We base our show around what this guy says. What's the difference if he's in Green Bay or New York? Who's I don't see the last see it. athlete that get, like, chewed up by the New York media you can think of? Kyrie. Kyrie. That's fair. That's okay. like, you were quick. <laughs> it's like, it's like you talk about it now. Will's going to ask me who I think. <laughs> well, think about it. Kyrie said the earth was flat in Cleveland, and we kind of heard about it. Anything Kyrie did in Brooklyn, we talked about. He went to his sister. All right, what about football? <laughs> I mean, they weren't very kind to Zach oh, Wilson. Oh, Thibodeau. If, if Kayvon Thibodeau Kayvon. would not be known with four and a half sacks on the season as a rookie, out if he wasn't in New York. Like, if Kayvon wasn't in New York, we wouldn't know who Kayvon Thibodeau. I think I love New York. Four I time in New York. <laughs> I love New York. Thank you, Giants, for the Super Bowl championship. For Thank you, us. We will see y'all next time.